When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network, if you dare. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator. From fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. In the last episode of the Hawk Chronicles. What does he mean she doesn't have a face? How bad is it? I'm not going to lie. It's that bad. So I got to know, what sort of mood was Lister in when you captured him? Let's just say that I wouldn't want to be Wi-Fi right about now. I'm pretty sure that now that you know about the IDF and all of its trappings, you'll have a meeting with the controller. You expect me to travel to another planet? I don't even like traveling across the Bay Bridge. You were surprised to learn that I was the one special ops for the IDF. I saw a lot of bad things. I know guys who went through what Kate's going through, and it changed them. I'm just saying, you need to be ready for a rocky road. So is there any news? The mission to rescue Professor Lin was successful, and I understand Barnes went to Philly to be with Kate. Since we're over 20 hours behind, I'd say he's had at least a full day with her. That means by tomorrow we'll have an idea of her condition. We can only hope so. Wait a minute, Dad. You're talking like I'm now part of this alien force. What do you think they'll have me doing? What you're good at, research. Speak of the devil, here comes our new captain now. Hey, Nelson. Detective Richards? And now, episode 103, Reunions. Detective Richards? Actually... It's Captain now. I was going to tell you, but I thought I'd let her surprise you. Then you had to know all of this when Soren and I arrived in St. Louis. Yes. I knew that it was in the works several weeks before that. We were waiting to see if McCall would take the Tacoma job. I guess I should have told you when we first met. If you knew when we met, why didn't you tell me? With two bombers on the loose, I didn't want any distractions. Plus, it gave me a good opportunity to work with you without the distractions of knowing that I would soon be your boss. That's right, Rookie. Now she knows how you cut corners, improvise, bend the rules, and... Oh, great. It's back to traffic for me. You did all right. So when you told me back there that you'd make sure my superiors knew about my performance, you weren't kidding. You know, I seem to remember something about my responsibility, too. Yeah, you're going to be partnered up with me on occasion. Who's your partner now? For the time being, it's Hernandez. But he's on loan from another department, so there'll be times when you can tag along as well. Sounds good to me, as long as you don't have me directing traffic for you. Don't worry, Nelson. I'll make sure you get some real police work. So you left Soren in St. Louis? He's there on temporary loan to work with the feds. Since he has experience with the terrorist cell in Stockholm, the feds want him in on the questioning of one of the bombers in custody. <laughs> the problem won't be getting the bomber to talk. It'll be getting Soren to stop. <laughs> you got that right. Captain Richards, do you prefer ma'am or sir? I'm comfortable with ma'am. Although, I'm not quite used to Captain yet. Yes, ma'am. So noted. And I'm not quite used to Detective, either. I could get used to Officer Nelson. Sure thing, rookie. Ma'am, Lieutenant Clements is the uh, watch commander today. Morning call starts in about ten. Thanks, Detective Mack. 
Lieutenant Clements and I can go together. I won't take up too much time. Very well. I'll let him know. Rookie, I expect you there, too. Well, isn't this a fine how-do-you-do? Maybe we should get Soren attached here and we can have one big happy family again. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? I'm really happy to see you here. Hiding my IDF identity from McCall was a big pain. There wasn't any opportunity for me to advance in St. Louis. So, when Baltimore came up, the IDF higher-ups got me on the consideration list. This is a perfect scenario for me with the St. Martin transfer point minutes away. Things should be smoother with you here. Captain was great, but we had to hide any IDF actions from her. At least now we won't have to do that. So Pierman knew about this too? He helped me facilitate my interview. I'm happy to say that I got the job based on my merits. Hopefully being here will alleviate some of the problems created by all these cover stories you had to create. I'm sure the case we just wrapped up was nice confirmation to their choice. Have you heard anything from Soren? I believe they're going to give him a crack at Hongen. The feds are all well aware of his dealings with Wong's gang in Stockholm. Do we have any people on the inside there? We've isolated the prisoner to an all-IDF wing, so Soren will have free reign on him. Sounds like things are under control there. I just wish Kate were here to balance things out. What's the latest? Nothing new has come down from the IDF since we heard that Barnes and Nate were on their way to Fillion. By this afternoon, we'll be at the two-day mark, so there might be some news. I'll be glad when we go to warp speed and get places in a blink of an eye. I hate this waiting. Warp speed would be nice, if it existed. Hey, they said the same thing about portal travel and black holes. Give it time. Until then, we're stuck with dial-up space travel. <laughs> Dial-up? That's the perfect analogy. Well, let's get ready for morning call. I wouldn't want to be late on my first day on the job. Well, good morning. Stip? Yes? Okay, it wasn't a dream. All of that Stip travel, aliens, and alternate Earth talk really happened. I was hoping I'd wake up and realize it was all a bad dream. Look at it this way. If it was, then you'd be right back to unanswered questions and digging for answers. Now you have them. You know that old saying, ignorance is bliss? Yes. Now I finally know what they meant by that. It's Pearman. John, what's up? The latest communication from Barnes. Is Kelly available? You're on speaker. I'm right here. What's going on? Jim said that he got to the hospital and Kate came out of her induced coma. She was coherent and asking a lot of questions. She was concerned, of course, about her extensive bandages and her voice. What about her voice? That's the problem. It's not her voice. We knew that there was going to be a temporary artificial voice. But naturally, she didn't. She is also suffering some amnesia. She knows everyone, but can't quite make sense of what happened. Poor kid, this has got to be tough on her. Are there any thoughts from her doctor as to when she can be moved? Barnes messaged us right when she came to. I don't know what conversations he's had with her doctor, though. We may get an update later today. You must remember, with the time delay, we can get an answer that she's on her way almost two days after she's left. I don't understand all of this portal hopping, but it seems that the radio messages should travel much faster than the stip but it takes about the same time for each. Technically, it is difficult to explain. Electronic relays are set up through older portals, or what you might call wormholes. The portals shift over the years and new ones open. The STIP can access the newer portals, which are shorter distances. But there are no relay satellites through these new ones yet. So it's like the STIP travels the interstate, 
and the radio signals follow the older back roads. That's a very good analogy. Bottom line is, we'll know when we know. Sounds to me like you need to update your satellites. That would be nice, but it's a funding issue. Funding? You people actually have funding and budgets in outer space? Well, of course. It's a federation of many planets in the galaxy, and we're in just a small corner of it. To use your analogy, not many travel the back roads to this neck of the woods. Planets like Boldabar, Latumus, and Fillion get top priority. All right, John, we appreciate the update. Hopefully there will be more later today. I'm relieved she's conscious and alert. Yes, thank you, Mr. Pierman. You're quite welcome. Well, that's encouraging news. I wish we knew more about her memory. I know it's normal to have lapses in memory after something so traumatic. I just wish we knew how much she's forgotten. Sometimes it's a blessing not to remember what happened. So, on another subject, what's on tap for you today at work? I'm setting up a deposition for Henderson, then some filing, and then I'll tell everyone about aliens walking among us. Excuse me? Then I'll see if anyone wants to go to the Elvis concert on his home planet. (laughs) You had me there for a second. No, I really am preparing a deposition. Just another work day, no aliens. Well, at least none I know of working there, although I've always had my suspicions about Henderson. I have to give you props. I'd hate to take that commute to Annapolis and that bridge. I used to think the same thing about you, carpooling to Baltimore. But all this time, you were just hopping on the stip for a few seconds. Look, the stress of using that thing and not getting caught was just about as stressful as the drive would have been. You know there's an Annapolis stip you just transfer from Martin State. No thanks. I'll stick with my easy pass an hour-plus commute. Besides, I enjoy the alone time in the car. When do you think I'll meet with Pierman? I'm guessing that he's waiting to get a status update on Kate. Maybe even wait until she's here to do anything. It would be different if you were a civilian with no connections to the IDF. But, since he knows you, plus the fact that I'm here to help with your adjustment, there's no real sense of urgency. This is all still pretty crazy to me. But I have to admit that once the shock wears off, I might find working with aliens quite challenging. Do most of them look like us? For the most part, we're quite efficient when you think about it. Our design proved to be the most efficient for an intelligent life form. And although there are a lot of variations in the animal world, birds have hollow bones and feathers, fish have fins, things evolve to be efficient. So I'm probably not going to encounter a huge slug with an appetite for small mammals and pretty slave girls. Probably not. You know, Nate, if there's one thing that's universal, it's hospital food. <laughs> Not my favorite. Hey, they have great food here. You just have to know what to order. So why did you order that gazoon thing for me? That's good stuff. At least where I come from. And you don't have a lot of room to talk, eating frozen mm. whipped lactation from some mammal. You know, I guess with enough barbecue sauce, gazoon would be okay. Barbecue sauce? Now there's something we can agree on. There's Doc Baker. Gentlemen, did you enjoy your lunch? You both had a nice strip of gazoon. <laughs> well, now you're talking. I just got the lab results back, and we have good news. That's great to hear. What's the good news? Everything looks good. Her body has accepted the artificial voice box. No signs of rejection. Her white count is good, so there's no infection. I think we'll be able to transfer her to Boldabar tomorrow. That's great news, Doc. I'll make sure our medical pallet is ready and fully stocked. Will you be accompanying her back to base? That won't be necessary. We'll be using a PLS to make the transfer. PLS? A portable life support system. It's a self-contained hospital. You remember the suspended animation tubes they have in those space movies I have? 
They look like glass coffins? Yeah. They seal them up and feed oxygen in. And keep bacteria and anything else out. That's correct. Your onboard flight physician is well qualified to accompany her to Boldabar. But you know, that's a, a fairly long flight, especially if we have to stop at the BSS for quarantine inspection. I assure you, she'll be quite comfortable. We give her a mild sedative, and any needs she may have can be administered by the PLS. It's fully equipped with all the meds required. Now, you know, I really wasn't thinking about her meds or anything she might need to be given. I was thinking more along the lines of things that she might need to, uh, get rid of. Uh, yes. I see your question. No need to concern yourself, Agent Barnes. Kate's system has been fully voided. She's currently on a highly efficient nutritional intake. She'll be fine for the trip. We have a lot of experience in this procedure, so don't worry. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to make the final preparations and also make sure that Boldabar General is ready for Ah, uh, one final thing. Will they be doing any procedures at Boldabar? No. They'll be assessing her condition and make the determination of when she can be transported to the same clinic you were in. Uh, if you gentlemen will excuse me. Sure. Thanks, Doc. Things are looking up. You going to see Kate now? Yeah, you coming? I'm going to go back to their ship and make sure sick bay is stocked and ready to accept the PLS. I'll catch up with you later. Sounds good. Hey, Slugger. Hey, Jim. Did you enjoy your lunch? <laughs> you know, for the first time since I've known you, I envied your diet of lettuce and rabbit food. Ow. Don't make me laugh. I'm too sore. Sorry. Has the doc talked to you about uh, transferring? Yes. I think I'm going to be in some sort of capsule. Yeah, you'll look just like Sleeping Beauty. Don't worry. It's state-of-the-art stuff. You'll be fine. Has the damage to the mercury been fully repaired? Oh, uh, I didn't even think about that. You're going to be right back where it happened. Is that going to be something that's worrying you? I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I really don't remember everything that happened, but I'm concerned that if I get back aboard... You'll remember all of those terrifying moments will come rushing back? Don't worry. I'll be right there with you. Besides, Doc said he'll give you some... Happy juice to smooth out the ride. You know I hate taking medicines, especially painkillers or anti-anxiety drugs. I know you do, Kate, but this time you really need to listen to the doctors. we got to get you there in stable condition. Before you know it, you'll be in the Mayo Clinic looking out of the same window I did. <laughs> Except you won't have a bionic eye like me. Jim, promise me something. Sure, kiddo. Don't let them stick a circuit board in my head like you. The last thing I want to do is turn on a microwave with my brain. Hey, it's a great party trick. Jim, a party is the last thing I want right now. Well, if it isn't the scumbag spy from Stockholm. So, you have heard about me. I'm impressed. I left Wang's gang just before you arrived. Which is good for you. And why is that? Because you wouldn't have fooled me. I can smell a traitor from across the room. So, what brings you here? I know it's not to interrogate me. You can't tell people I'm a Hongan mercenary now, can you? Actually, I can. You don't see a tape recorder here, do you? You know why? Because you finally entered the 21st century and are using digital? No, because this is off the record. This is an isolated facility, staffed by IDF personnel only. So we can talk about Hongans and other alien life forms all night. I'm not telling you anything. Why did you take my capsule from me? I must die with honor. You don't live with honor, so you don't get to die with it either. 
Take these chains off and I'll show you how to die with honor. Sit down. We can do this dance all night. But I have better things to do, so shut your honging face and listen. You don't get to die. You get to spend the rest of your life in a cage like the animal you are. I demand to be executed. Sorry, no can do. Maybe if you're lucky you can get a cell near Wang and you two can talk about old times. Maybe she'll even confess to you that Hongans were expendable. What do you mean, expendable? As soon as the Cockness Tuna Tower was to be blown, your Hongan friends were to be blamed by rage undercover operatives. The authorities would have arrested them, and of course they would have swallowed their capsules and die a failure. No honor in death. No glory in success. Just a stab in the back for your work. You lie. I was there. I heard the plan. You were just lucky you left to come to St. Louis before it all went down. If Kate and I hadn't stopped Wong, the tower would have fallen and then your comrades would have paid the price. You lie! I tell you what. You can ask Wong when you see her in federal prison. You certainly have enough time to talk about it. Where are you going? You said you weren't willing to talk. It's okay with me if you want to spend the rest of your life living in disgrace. You failed in your mission and you're still alive. I'll make sure your fellow Hongans hear about it the next time I go to Scullis for a cold one. No! You think about it. I'll be back tomorrow to see if you change your mind. You know, I haven't been to Scully in a long time. Maybe it's time to take a little trip. No, let me die with honor. Give me my capsule. I must die with honor. Humidity looks good. Carbon dioxide level is within acceptable range. Temperature 8.7 standard units. Man, it looks like they've doubled in size. Excellent. They're progressing very nicely. You want to tell me again why you're growing mushrooms? Oh, the pierogi has many feelings. I'm going to prepare a culinary delight with potatoes, onions, and a variety of veggies and these perfect mushrooms. I encountered that combination on a trip to Earth last year in a place called Scotland. I believe they call it Shepherd's Pie. They stole that from us. Commander, incoming hail from Controller 3. Put him on open monitor 1, please. Controller, Sims here. How can we help you? I wanted to give you forewarning to expect a stiff arrival from Earth within a few minutes. Very well, sir. Are there any special requirements? We will need to expedite the quarantine inspection. That will not be a problem. Controller 3, Robo 4 and I can do the inspection without delay. Is there delicate cargo aboard? No, just one individual. I need to get him to Boldabar as soon as possible. The passenger must be high priority. His name is Anthony Simon, MI6, and IDF Special Investigative Branch. MI6? Well, this should be very interesting for me. Don't worry, Vlad. He won't be boarding. Just certify the stip, and then it will dock at the Boldabar Stockade's stip pad. I take it he'll be interrogating Lister? They have a history, going back to the Galactic Wars. To help us prepare for the quarantine inspection, what was his port of debarkation? We were most fortunate that he recently completed a mission to Tenora. He's currently on a 30-day R&R leave from MI6, so we need to take advantage of his availability. We'll get him on his way as quickly as possible. Thank you, Commander. George, do you have any background on Agent Anthony Simon? Scanning his file now. It appears that Agent Simon's connection with Lister goes back a time. So, 
This guy was Lister's commander? I thought Lister was a former controller. You are correct, but prior to him rising to that position, he was second in command to Agent Simon. Two time cycles before the war, Simon transferred to a different sector, and Lister became commander, and eventually controller of his sector. And what became of Simon? His records indicate that he refused promotion, as he was in the process of retiring. Then the war broke out, and he commanded forces in his sector. There is something very interesting here. What is that? It appears that when Lister rebelled against the Federation, Simon was co-located with him. Considering all of the personnel data I have scanned, he may not be the logical choice to interrogate Lister. Well, time bullet tell. Personally, comrades, I do not trust anyone who works for MI6 or KGB. John, what do you have? Has Kelly gotten back from work yet? Not yet. She should be around Y Mills by now. Why? Do you have an update from Barnes? It's been well over eight hours since his last message, so I'm going to take that as a no change. I wanted to talk to you about Kelly's future, though. How do you feel about her joining the IDF as a 310-based researcher? We talked about it some. I think she'll be up for that. She's still trying to come to terms with all that's happened. I'm sure a full day at work will be a good benchmark test. She's one of the best researchers I know. I think she would be a great asset to the Force. Researcher. That's a nice word for a snoop. She did, after all, discover our true identities, plus the stip. Not to mention how to open it and fly it to your warehouse. Even though you've retired from full-time service, just think how much easier it will be to do day-to-day -day operations without trying to keep her out of the loop. You definitely have a point there. Now she'll have to play the cat-and-mouse game with her kids and co-workers. Every grandparent secretly laughs when they see their grandchildren do to your kids exactly what your kids did to you. Now she'll have to disinform them the way I did to her. Well, she learned that from the best. Thanks a lot, John. That's exactly what she said. So, when do you want to set up a meeting? I'm thinking after Kate returns. Everyone is focused in on that right now. My last update from Jim indicated up to five days before doctors will transport her back to Earth. With the time delay, that's at least another three days if all goes well. The protocol is to first take her to Boldabar, then to our IDF hospital facility. I figured as much. It's like when I had to go to Landstuhl for medical clearance after my Turkish imprisonment. We have a medical package ship that will transport her from Boldabar. I imagine that from Philly into Boldabar, she'll travel on the Mercury, though. Nate has a well-supplied medical sick bay on board. Once they determine she's fit to travel, she'll be going to the same facility Jim was in. I suppose he will make the trip with her. I don't think you can stop him. Besides, his mission is complete, so a trip back was planned already. What's his status going to be? The same as yourself. His status will show as retired, but available on consulting basis. In other words, used as needed, which may be often. We can't squander valuable resources. I believe that he is still pursuing his private detective business. Before he left, he got everything he needed to start. So yes, you can probably count on Gumshoe Jim. Has he indicated to anyone where he plans to hang his shingle? He was talking about Annapolis, since it's central between Baltimore and D.C. Annapolis, very interesting, boy. Will he be surprised when Kelly shows up flying the step? I hope you see the possibilities here, Horace. Kelly working for us, Jim working for us, 
both out of Annapolis. Are you thinking about teaming the two up? It's the perfect scenario. We'll pay her an IDF salary, so she'll make more money there than she does with that stuffy law firm. Plus, the work will be much more stimulating, I'm sure. You know, John, this could get really interesting. Why have you brought me back in here? I told you I had nothing to... Simon? Tony Simon, is that you? Hello, Lister. So, that's their plan. They bring in an old friend to do their dirty work. After all we went through, are you going to interrogate me? I'm not here to interrogate you, Lister. No? Then why are you here? I'm here, old friend, to get you out. Has Simon come to help Lister escape? Will Kate be well enough to travel to Boldvar? And what will Kelly think of Pyramid's offer? Find out these answers and more in the next edition of the Hawk Chronicles, Flight. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. <sighs> Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O. Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Rocksprocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour. And now there's... Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! Whoa! Dad, this looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome! You definitely have that right, my good man! <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy! And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere! Or at digitalvaudeville.com! That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com! 